everybody. I've got another hand for Trudeau. All right, we're going to do a little talking, and then we're going to do a little playing in just a second. Steve, the brand new lead singer, is standing right behind me. We're going to talk to him in just a shake. He sounds great. We're going to start with you, Neil, one of the founding members. You wanted to make new music from Journey. Sometimes when you switch lead singers, it's a dicey thing. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. This one works. How'd you find him? You know, uh, Jonathan, myself, and Dean actually were in a band called Bad English. Uh, we were living in Los Angeles at the time. And I recall driving around in my truck one day, and I heard a, a, a song by Tall Stories. And I literally pulled over the side of the road. I was like, who is this singer? I thought it was like a Journey song that I had forgotten about. <laughs> Steve, come on up here for a second. Let's talk about this. Now, you hear Neil Sean has called you, and what happened after that? Well, I received a phone call, um, and I didn't believe it for the life of me. I thought it was a prank, and uh, I didn't say yes or no. I hung up the phone, and I quickly called my friend who, whom had uh, uh, given the tape to Neil, and he said, Steve, you may want to sit down because this, this is perhaps going to change your life for the rest of your life. So, Were you nervous? Because, I mean, it's not exactly like a garage band is calling. This is Journey on the phone. What were your thoughts? I mean, did the blood pressure go through the roof? Well, first, I'm, I was this probably as nervous as I am now yeah. Um, but uh, yeah this was you know this is my big shot I had been, had dreams of singing and being involved in music all my life since I saw the Beatles on Ed Sullivan show uh, when I was a kid and you know it had escaped me um, I was working construction for 20 years and then I was working for the Gap just before the guys called me and uh, and here I am today standing well, with you guys the Gap's loss is journey's gain huh <laughs> of the Slam Fest podcast, where we bring the premier rock concert pre-gaming experience from the parking lot to the podcasting airwaves. I'm Brad. So this is the first of many upcoming episodes where I saw shows at a festival called Common Ground Music Festival. I crossed a lot of bucket list bands and other artists off my list thanks to this festival. We'll talk a little bit more about this festival in general later on in the episode, but this episode is going to revolve around the Journey show I saw on July 11th, 2005 at the Common Ground Music Festival at Adato Riverfront Park in Lansing, Michigan. So like I mentioned, we'll get into this festival a little bit more, but the beauty of this is it was downtown Lansing and... When we moved back to Michigan in 2004, we lived just a little bit north of the city. And so this was all of about a 10, maybe 15 minute drive for me to get down to this riverfront park where they held this week long festival. So as I always do, backgrounds with the bands on the bill. So journey, so 2005, and this is the first time that I had ever seen Journey. So obviously I was way too young to see the original incarnation of Journey in their heyday. So didn't really have much of an opportunity in the 90s. And when this presented itself, it was a no-brainer. So a little bit on my background with Journey. So again, I... Looking back, I, I feel like I remember seeing those live performance videos that they had out, whether it was Don't Stop Believing," you know, that show, I think, from Texas. And so that's probably my initial memory of Journey. Again, growing up where I did, I didn't really have a classic rock radio station, so I wasn't exposed to all that stuff until... I went to college, but 
Wheel in the Sky, obviously had heard that song before uh, on the radio. I think it got a lot of radio airplay in general. And then I was right in the middle of MTV stuff when Frontiers came out. So I remember seeing all the videos from the Frontiers album, obviously Separate Ways, which is one of the worst videos ever. And then Faithfully, which is one of the best old school videos ever again about touring you know one of those i mean there's been tons of songs that talk about being on the road but this was probably one of the first videos that really showed life on the road and that type of thing and i thought it was so so well done remember sender my love live video from jfk stadium in philly interestingly enough i never went out and bought any journey again being exposed whether on the radio or on mtv i you know didn't feel like i needed to go out and and uh, pick this stuff up so i never got anything until that awesome greatest hits album that they put out there towards the end of the 80s i think i picked it up in high school uh shortly after high school going into college and actually rewinding just a little bit obviously steve perry's solo album in 1984 and the single oh sherry and that video is ingrained in my head love the song love the video as well so i probably didn't start acquiring their full albums cds whatever it was until late 90s early 2000s and have everything uh, now that they have ever released so moving on to the show so again not going to get into the specifics of common ground yet but again these festivals started to pop up all over the country and one of the selling points right so it's a week-long deal and you can buy a week-long pass basically that could get you in and out of everything throughout the week and of course if you were going to see more than one show it made sense to go ahead and get the pass i mean it was very reasonable from what i can recall and ended up getting the pass uh, for the 2005 common ground and the first show usually started on monday night and went through and closed out the following Sunday. So normally one of the bigger acts during the week, I mean, they would try to close it big, but they would also try to kick it off with a big name. So sure enough, this journey show was the opening night on Monday, July 11th. And it was billed as an evening with journey. So here's the write up in the, uh, program for the show join us downtown at 7 30 p.m on monday july 11th for an evening with journey as these classic rock legends open the sixth annual common ground music festival their legacy precedes them and has earned them an internal place in music history over a span of 30 years the band has had 18 u.s releases including many memorable top 20 hits including Open Arms, Love and Touch and Squeezin', and Don't Stop Believin'. Known as one of the biggest rock bands in the world, and 50 million records later, they always find a way to impress their fans. Interesting uh, <laughs> comment there. Look for a great opening night at the Common Ground Music Festival. So again, this was billed as an evening with Journey, so no opening act. So like I said, I bought a week-long pass, but I think just for this one, I bought an individual ticket uh, for Holly. So Holly and I were going to go down to this show. And again, this was just a stage set up in this riverfront park right uh, on the river. So again, I wasn't sure how this whole thing was kind of laid out. This was the first time that I was attending it, but we got there and this is how i'll describe it lawn chair palooza so we of course did not have lawn chairs did not know that it was a kind of a lawn chair first come first serve free for all type of thing i'm not sure what i thought it was going to be but i don't think i thought it was going to be this a couple of things one 
there were lawn chairs everywhere and getting into the aisles. I mean, you couldn't even walk through this. So it was kind of a shit show from that standpoint. And then number two, so you've got all these lawn chairs. So what do you think people did? Okay, so they sat the whole time, which on one hand, so everyone can see, I get it. But it's also not a fucking movie. It's a rock concert. And so everybody is sitting outside in a park. And uh, I don't know, just the... Uh, the environment, kind of the vibe of the whole thing was not great. But again, as this music festival grew and matured, I'll use the term matured, some things improved. And I will cover this further as I talk about more shows that I've seen at this festival. So the band, Sunil Sean on guitar, Ross Valerie on bass, Jonathan Kane, keyboards, rhythm guitar, and Dean Castronova on drums, and Steve Ajeri on lead vocals. So, again, Evening with Journey, 30th anniversary tour, basically, is what this was. So they played two sets. They played a shitload of songs, as I'll go through here. I'll talk about set one and set two separately, so I'm not reading for five minutes uh, what the set list uh, was overall. But again, they had to have played for close to three hours, which was just awesome. So set one started off with People and Places, Kahautek, Of a Lifetime, I'm Gonna Leave You, Nickel and Dime, Mystery Mountain, Patiently, La Duda, Just the Same Way, where were you feeling that way anytime and then closed that first set with any way you want it so from those first 13 songs you got three from the self-titled debut one off of look into the future one off of next four from infinity one from evolution and three from departure so again kind of a earlier look mostly mid to late 70s in there with a handful of songs coming off of 1980s departure so again interesting people and places great opener that uh, instrumental uh Tech, i think <laughs> that's how that's pronounced of a lifetime had jonathan kane on vocals nickel and dime had kane and ajeri on vocals together La Duda, Dean Castronova was on vocals, and I love, love, love that song. Just the same way, Kane and Ajeri on vocals. Feeling that way, Kane and Ajeri on vocals. And technically, it didn't list this here, but Anytime has got both of them on vocals as well, which I am a huge fan of that song as well. So, I mean, that first set has some gems on it. Again, more of the 70s uh, songs uh, to kick off, which was interesting as they were working their way through their discography. But again, all in all, three-fifths of the original band and Dean Castronova is a monster drummer and Steve Algeri does a great job on vocals. So they came out blazing and really, really sounded good from what I can recall. Set number two. Be good to yourself. Only the Young, Faith in the Heartland, Star Spangled Banner, Stone in Love, The Place in Your Heart, Wheel in the Sky, Higher Place, Lights, Walks Like a Lady, Every Generation, Chain Reaction, Voodoo Child, Slight Return, Who's Crying Now, Open Arms, Out of Harm's Way, Escape, Faithfully, don't Stop Believin', Separate Ways, and Closed Set 2 with Lovin', Touchin', Squeezin'. So breakdown from that set, so Infinity, two more songs, which made a total of six from that album. Evolution, one more song in that set for a total of two for the show. Departure, one more song for a total of four for the show. Escape, five songs. 
Frontiers, three songs. Raised on Radio, one song. Trial by Fire, zero songs. Arrival, one song. Generations, four songs. The Vision Quest soundtrack, one song. And covers, two songs. So, you know, looking at that uh, breakdown, again, a little surprised. You know, so for the whole show, you know, you got six songs from Infinity and five songs from Escape, which is interesting considering how many copies Escape sold. One song from Raised on Radio, which is a little curious. I'm surprised they didn't pull something else off of that. And then zero songs from that reunion album, Trial by Fire, which is a little surprising as well and then of course you've got four from the new album generations and those songs were faith in the heartland the place in your heart every generation and out of harm's way and then they played one song from arrival which was higher place so five songs from the two albums that steve ajeri sang on which i think is about right based on the 34 songs that they played but again overall cannot complain about the set list they covered everything very well not sure i mean the star spangled banner thing and and the cover of voodoo child slight return eh i i get it i mean it's a long show they were probably trying to find a way to give the other band members a break so again all in all it was cool to see them again three-fifths of the original band uh steve algeri does a great job on that vocal i'm a fan of his voice so it was a great show and i was glad that i finally had a chance to see them so now on to the concert calendar And again, since Journey was the only band covered on the bill here, just going to talk about what they are up to. So they're in the middle of their Freedom 2022 tour. And again, this is just Neil Sean, Jonathan Kane, and Arnell Pineda are the only core members touring right now. So this tour resumes September 17th, 2022 in Sparks, Nevada. Then they head down to San Juan, Puerto Rico on September 23rd. And then a couple dates in Mexico on September 28th and September 30th. And then October 5th and 6th, they're over in Honolulu, Hawaii. And then there is a big pause until early March. So March 1st, 2023, Washington, D.C. March 4th, Hartford, Connecticut. And then a couple dates in Canada, March 9th, Quebec City, and March 12th in Toronto. So check them out if they're coming close to your neck of the woods. So now onto the band on the Bill Spotlight. I have seen Journey twice, and so I'm going to kind of do a twofold here with the band on the Bill Spotlight. So obviously I saw this version with Steve Ajeri on lead vocals and he, he did two studio albums with them so I wanted to talk about those two studio albums but I'm not going to do a deep dive just going to give some comments about them and maybe some highlights and that type of a thing but then between this episode and the other journey episode which will come in the future so I wanted to take their greatest hits volume one and put it up against their greatest hits of volume two so we'll do the first halves of those two and put songs up against each other and then on the next episode i'm going to take the latter halves of those compilations and put those songs up against each other so first off let's talk about these two steve ajeri albums so arrival released april 3rd 2001 produced by kevin shirley charted at number 56 and no certifications so again this is the first studio album since 1996's trial by fire which was the reunion album with steve 
Perry. So overall, I mean, this album sounds like Journey. So they were, you know, going for that obvious Journey type sound. And with a new singer who's got some great pipes, they should have felt pretty confident on pulling this thing off. Out of the gates, so we've got 15 songs <laughs> on this album, which is, as you all know, too many. So let's get into these tracks. So it kicks off with Higher Place, which some odd tiger sound effects in there, but a great, great riff. And it actually reminds me, and KISS fans out there will know what I'm talking about, but the Deadly Weapons demo from KISS, that riff really reminds me of that. But overall, very, very cool song. Great way to kick off the album. Then they dive right into a ballad on track two, which is a little bit curious but you'll see as i go when you got 15 songs on this thing they've got to distribute the uh <laughs> different genres of music that they've got throughout this thing but actually the verse of this song reminds me of not enough from van halen's balance album a cool track overall again surprised that it's track two and then the chorus again it sounds like something else can't put my finger on it but all in all, cool song, just odd placement. Signs of Life, it's okay. I mean, the chorus is pretty good, uh, but the overall song uh, isn't uh, isn't that great. All the Things, here's a heavy song. Again, minor lead melody in there. Pre-chorus is cool. Chorus doesn't do much for me, but that pre-chorus is, is pretty sweet. Loved by You, ballad, piano, lead melody. Chorus, eh, solo tone on there is really, really good, but I don't know. This uh, this song is, is pretty pandering overall. Living to Do, cool intro, mid-tempo, bluesy lead. Eh, I don't know. It's okay. It kind of builds as the song goes, and that part of it uh, kind of makes up for it, but again, doesn't, uh, doesn't start off that great world gone wild cool rocker verse sounds very separate ways ish pre-chorus call and response is cool chorus and then just a ripping solo so world gone wild pretty cool song i got a reason guitar picking kind of piano intro pre-chorus is good again but the chorus is lacking so that's that's happening on this album where you know i i enjoy songs structured where you know verse pre-chorus chorus you know and eventually you get a bridge or breakdown I, I like that type of songwriting but it doesn't always have to be that way verse chorus verse chorus solo verse chorus outro chorus out <laughs> that works too so i don't know it seems like they were kind of forcing that songwriting on this when you know what, just take the pre-choruses of some of these songs and use those for choruses. They're better than the uh, choruses on some of these. With Your Love, again, another ballad. So we're through nine songs and we've got three ballads, which again, I get it, it's a journey, but eh, piano-based, eh, I don't know. No real hook in this song. Solo is pretty good, though. Lifetime of Dreams, another ballad, but this one hits the mark. Great chorus, backing vocals, and cool interjections from Steve throughout that song. So finally, they kind of hit it. I mean, that second ballad all the way is pretty good, but this one is uh, the best uh, so far. Live and Breathe has a real <laughs> funky feel to it, kind of a seal type vibe kicks in harmonies are cool riff there's some yeah yeahs in there so pretty cool song overall doesn't really sound like journey but pretty cool anyway nothing comes close funky riff in there kind of a bad english feel slide guitar chorus is great again reminds me of a song that uh, mr big did much later 2017 it's called 1992 so I talked about them going to number one anyway the melody of that song actually comes out here which is not a bad thing so cool song overall to be alive again cool riff some piano in there 
chorus is cool. Come on around again part is, is cool. Kiss me softly, cool vibe, kind of a Santana nod, which is interesting uh, and makes sense uh, with Neil Sean's past. And then the album closes with We Will Meet Again. Again, chorus is cool, backing vocals, vibe, percussion is pretty good. So again, th- this album is is pretty good. It's got some standouts. Again, too many songs. Uh, again, probably too many ballads. Could probably trim two to three songs off of this thing and, and make it a 12-song album. But overall, uh, I enjoy this album. Again, I, I'm a fan of Steve uh, Jerry and his, his vocal, and it comes across well here. So then four years later, they released Generations, released August 29th, 2005, produced by Kevin Elson, charted at number 170, and no certification. So didn't really hit the mark with the public. And again, when I saw them in 05, this album wasn't out yet, but they played four songs from it. Overall, this thing doesn't sound (laughs) like Journey hardly at all and again they've got different lead vocalists kind of throughout this thing again 14 songs which is too many again i I get it into the cd digital age and you can do all of this stuff and and, but it's just a a real disjointed effort overall so going through this faith in the heartland intro sounds like a combination of where the streets have no name and Mr. Roboto. And then the riff actually sounds like you too. Cool intro lead fill. Cool song. Doesn't really sound like Journey, as I mentioned. Almost more of a bad English feel. The Place in Your Heart. Again, cool song. More bad English feel. Cool chorus melody in there. Next up, Better Life. You got Dean Castronova on lead vocals here. It's okay. Kind of a a mellower vibe song. I don't know. Didn't do a ton for me. Every Generation, Jonathan Kane on lead vocals. The verse melody sounds like the chorus of the song 1992 from Mr. Big. <laughs> Which again, hadn't come out yet until 2017. But why? I've got a couple songs off of these two albums that remind me of that song. I don't know why. Maybe that... Uh, Maybe there's something else that it uh, also sounds like that I just can't place. But anyway, chorus, cool. Again, doesn't sound like Journey. Butterfly, she flies alone. Piano, vocal, very, very cool mellow song. Kicks in a little bit, but that vocal is, is just awesome. Great, great song. Believe, actually sounds kind of like Collective Soul. Cool lead melody in there. Cool chorus and backing vocals. Knowing That You Love Me, ballad, cool lead melody, great chorus, melody and backing vocals. Again, outro, great interjections from Steve Ajeri. He does a great, great job with that. I mean, Steve Perry did a great job back in his day in the band, and and Steve Ajeri does as well. So out of harm's way, so (laughs) get this. So cool intro, driving riff, very melodic chorus, double track vocal, Lots of stuff going on in there. And this reminds me of like 2000's Iron Maiden. Just bear with me, go listen to this song and tell me that you couldn't picture Bruce Dickinson (laughs) singing this song. It almost sounds like an Adrian Smith, Bruce Dickinson penned song. Next up in self-defense. So here's Neil Sean on lead vocal. Again, I, I get it, you know, 30th anniversary type deal. Hey, let's get everybody involved. <sighs> I don't know. Upbeat, kind of has a Van Halen feel to it. Call and response vocals in the verse don't work for me. Those harmonies and I don't know, just isn't good. Chorus is okay, but cannot save the song. Better Together, great riff. Chorus is good. Combo of vocals and backing vocals in the outro. Very, very cool. Next up, Gone Crazy. Ross Valerie on lead vocals. So here we go. Giving everyone a shot behind the mic and not necessary. Some harmonica in there. Upbeat. Verse. Eh, 
chorus, uh, not, not good either. And as I don't mean maybe line in there, I don't know. Doesn't work. Kind of sounds like going for like a ZZ Top vibe. It just doesn't, uh, does not work. Beyond the Clouds, ballad, great chorus. Melody and vocals, great orchestration, keys in there. Outro call and response, some ooze and lead fills. Fantastic song. Never Too Late, this was actually a bonus track, but Dean Castronova on lead vocals again. Great riff. Chorus, eh, no real hook. Outro, the chorus kind of changes a little bit. Backing vocals add a ton to it, and it actually ends up building into a decent song, but that kind of initial two and a half minutes of the song, eh, there's not much there, but uh, ends up taking a turn uh, for the better. And then Pride of the Family, Japanese bonus track, Jonathan Kane on lead vocals, cool acoustic-based song, just basically acoustic and, and Kane. Great vocal performance, and then there is a cool electric solo from Neil Sean. So, again, I, probably between these two albums, the ballads on Generations bury the ballads on Arrival, in my opinion, but I think the songs overall on Arrival are, are a little bit more unified and part of the same album. Again, I see what they were doing with this. Generations is the title, and it's the 30th anniversary, so they kind of veered off into some different directions, but I don't know. I think there's more misses uh, than there are hits on there. So, again, they're, they're worth checking out, however, especially if you're a fan of Steve Ajeri's. And, again, Neil Sean's got some great uh, guitar work on here. And, again, there are some decent songs on both albums. Again, it is Journey. These guys know what they're doing with regards to songwriting, but some of them just don't hit the mark. So now to get into the second part of the Band on the Bill Spotlight. So now let's talk about some of their hits, some of their bigger, bigger songs. So, again, they've got... Those two greatest hits albums, which they ended up combining in that Essential Journey compilation that they put out. So both of those greatest hits have 16 songs on them, so I'm taking the first eight off of each. But I am taking some liberties here, and because they have so many ballads, I wanted to put ballads up against each other. So I moved the ballads to kind of the end of both, and then put rock songs up against rock songs. So for the most part, kept the track listing the same when putting songs up against each other. But like I said, I would move ballads down to the bottom. So for these first eight, I've got two ballads going up against two ballads, and I'll talk about those at the end. So using volume one kind of as my guide, starting off with Only the Young versus Chain Reaction. So Only the Young, arpeggiated chords, underlying keys or vocal back there. I'm not sure what that is for sure. Whatever it is, it sounds awesome. Sets such a great mood, this song does. Verse, power chord, vocal lines and then you've got that underlying arpeggiated chords during the verse which is so cool chorus only the young can say they're free to fly away sharing the same desire burning like wildfire amazing solo tone outro only the young can say call and response steve and the backing vocals awesome chain reaction great riff effect on the vocal is cool Verse is good, chorus, call and response, keys in there. It's a rocker. I mean, it just it just is. Keys really make it a journey song. Cool vocal breakdown, outro lead is great. So again, it's kind of a, to me, that's it's more of a deep cut there, but like the song, but Only the Young is one of my favorite <laughs> journey hits of all time. So I got to go with only the young with this matchup. Next up, so don't stop believing versus message of love. So don't stop believing. 
classic song, obviously. Great build through the verse until they get to that infamous chorus and then obviously the outro. But that line, again, born and raised in South Detroit. What the fuck? Also known as Canada or the Detroit River <laughs> in general. There isn't really a South Detroit, which I think is funny. Didn't know that until I moved up here. So again, amazing crowd response for that line. If you're in Detroit, seeing Journey, number one, or seeing a Red Wings game, because they will play that song and the whole crowd obviously sings that line. The introduction of the lead guitar, kind of those hammer-ons as the song is building, is just amazing. And when it kicks in, I think the bass line steals the song. It just really pops. And again, another great solo tone. And as I mentioned, that outro is, is just infamous and ingrained into society. So Message of Love, so it comes off of that reunion album in 96, Trial by Fire. First time I heard that song, again, I think it was released as a single. I, I feel like I almost remember seeing a video for it. But love it, intro, vocal, the keys, verse, delay in there is awesome. Again, it's got a cool build to it. There's some piano in there, just the vibe of that song. And then chorus, melody, and backing vocals are so good. I mean, it, it sounds like they were trying to rewrite separate ways kind of with that, that big game chorus, which is fine. And I love it. Love the song, always have. The one thing, again, the breakdown is cool, except for the obvious lift of the Separate Ways kind of keyboard intro. I know they use it in that uh, song in the, in the breakdown as well, but man, oh man, it is a carbon copy. And again, I don't mind the nod, but it was just so obvious. And then the outro, great guitar fills and vocal interjections from Steve Perry. Awesome, awesome song. And again, obviously can't take anything away from Don't Stop Believing, but I have always loved Message of Love and not burned out on it. So I'm going with Message of Love over Don't Stop Believing. Next up. Wheel in the Sky versus Line of Fire, and it's actually a live version that they put on the compilation. So Wheel in the Sky, I mentioned that song I probably heard a long, long, long time ago. Might have been the first Journey song I heard on the radio. Classic clean guitar intro into a power chord. Great riff, verse, solid chorus. Was never a huge fan of those harmonies. Just, I don't know, just didn't do a ton for me. Verse 2, prominent piano in there, which I love. Outro, great Steve Perry interjections. Backing vocals, don't know where I'll be tomorrow, is great. Wheel in the Sky keeps on turning and um, turning. It's almost, <laughs> almost have it in a minor key there, which is, which is interesting and, and uh, cool songwriting. And then Line of Fire live, upbeat riff, chorus, piano back there, backing vocals. Just, I don't know, it's just too upbeat and bouncy for me. So I'm going with Wheel in the Sky over Line of Fire, the live version. Next up, Any Way You Want It versus Anytime. So Any Way You Want It, acapella intro, classic. Verse, call and response with the riff. Ooh, all night, all night, oh, every night. So hold tight, hold tight, ooh, baby, hold tight. That part is fantastic. Chorus, Steve, oh, she said, and then great backing vocals with that any way you want it. Chorus, the outro interjections from Steve, uh, words can't explain how good they are. It never gets old. I hear it on the radio. I don't turn it, and it gives me chills every time I hear it. But when he holds that oh note and then the hold on, hold on, hold on, and, you know, just the anyways throughout the rest of the outro with that soloing going on. So, so good. Anytime, again, acapella intro, and it's got any in the title <laughs> as well, which is interesting that these two matched up. So that intro is so good. That descending riff 
bass, arpeggiated chords, just a great groove. You got piano back there. Perry comes in on that breakdown. Some flange on the anytime at all part. Great drum fill into that solo. Just fantastic. Guitar solo and tone. And then the outro is so, so good. So as good as any way you want it is, anytime is one of my favorite journey songs of all time so gotta go with any time over any way you want it next up ask the lonely versus stone in love so ask the lonely keyboard heavy intro riff kicks in versus great vocal and riff underlying piano in there is great pre-chorus keys uh, i don't know and the chorus i don't know doesn't do that much for me the verse is the best part of the song, in my opinion. Breakdown, backing vocals, ugh, not great. Outro chorus, just the vocal, it's okay. The ask the lone, 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 lonely part is actually pretty good. But all in all, I don't know, that song doesn't do a ton for me. Stone and Love, ugh, riff, so good. Lyrics, again, I thought the song was titled Summer Nights, probably along with most other people. Bass is great. Again, chorus, Summer Nights. Breakdown into the solo, Stone in Love. Bass really pops, melodic guitar solo. Stone in Love might be my second favorite Journey song, so it isn't even close over Ask the Lonely. Next up, Separate Ways, Worlds Apart versus Be Good to Yourself. So separate ways, obviously keyboard melody is classic. Driving riff, underlying keys and that palm muting is so, so good. Especially live. Verse, great vibe. Mentions worlds apart. Hearts broken in two and then repeats two. And then I'm reaching for you, you, you. Just great, great songwriting there. Pre-chorus is good. Chorus, gang vocals. Underlying power chords, verse 2, you've got those uh, repeating words again, pain, 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 and vain, vain, vain. Pre-chorus 2, great drum fill before the chorus. Solo, so melodic and memorable. Post-solo keyboard melody, and then that other underlying keyboard melody in there, I think it's uh, mimicking that melodic solo. Outro, lead melody, and great Steve interjections. And he's holding those great notes on no at the very end. Great song, but it is tainted by that terrible, terrible video that I mentioned earlier. I don't know. Can't seem to separate that. Again, it's a good song. It actually comes across very well live, but cannot get that video out of my mind. Be good to yourself. Power chords, keyboard melody, upbeat, verse is great, bass really pops in there. And then just a subtle yeah from Steve Perry before the chorus kicks in. Backing vocals, be good to yourself, and then Steve is interjecting kind of over that backing vocal, which is great. Nobody else will. Great whoa be good to yourself. Underlying riff and lead fills in there is fantastic. After the second chorus, Keyboard melody into Steve Perry singing Be Good. And then the backing vocals, Good to Yourself When Nobody Else Will. And then he holds that note on Good, which is so good. Again, a fantastic, melodic, memorable solo from Neil Sean. It's long, and it basically takes up the last minute and a half of the song during the outro. But very, very cool. So, ah... Uh, you know, I gotta go with Be Good to Yourself over separate ways here. Again, we're talking about the studio tracks, and like I said, can't get that video out of my mind for separate ways. So now onto the ballads. So Faithfully versus Something to Hide. So Faithfully, piano, Steve Perry vocal, so good. The content, again, about life on the road. And I mentioned the video is fantastic. 
putting that Frontiers album cover sticker on the front of the tour bus at the beginning. And they say that the road ain't no place to start a family. And they're showing band members or crew or whatever bringing car seats up the stairway to the plane. At the Circus Life line, show that shot of the full stage and lighting rig. Just so good. Whoa, O's in there. Outro, I'm still yours. I'm forever yours. Forever yours. Faithfully. Just unreal vocal. And just so good. Something to Hide, one of my favorite ballads by Journey. Verse vocal holds the note prior to the chorus. That chorus falsetto, lead melody in there, harmonizing. And then that melody back there is basically that guitar lead harmony from With a Little Help from My Friends, the Joe Cocker version which is great. So before I even started diving into this, I'm thinking, well, yeah, I'm going to be choosing something to hide over whatever it's going to be up against. And then Drew faithfully, and I, both songs are right there, and I probably, just because of the video, I'm going to give the edge to faithfully. But otherwise, I mean, something to hide is right there so so good but i'm gonna go with faithfully here and then who's crying now versus patiently so who's crying now great piano melody underlying keys and bass really pops steve vocal chorus kicks in one love feeds the fire one heart burns desire i wonder who's crying now great melody and backing vocals outro Great lead melody and soloing. Patiently, musically, it's beautiful. Vocal melody reminds me of Simon and Garfunkel type stuff in there. Kicks in, one in a million. Double tracked vocal, solo, ends real mellow. So cool song, but ah, who's crying now? Too many, too many memories of hearing that song back in the day. So looking at this is kind of interesting. Again, eight total matchups for this part one. And I've got only the young, Wheel in the Sky, Faithfully, and Who's Crying Now off of volume one. And I've got Message of Love, Anytime, Stone in Love, and Be Good to Yourself from volume two. So we are tied. Stay tuned to the next Journey show down the line and we'll see which one comes out on top. So now onto the Slam Fest tip of the week. So let's get into this Common Ground Music Festival and what it is and what I will be talking about a lot moving forward. So the Common Ground Music Festival is an annual week-long music festival that took place in downtown Lansing, Michigan. The July Festival, which began in the year 2000 and attracted 50,000 plus people each year, is located at the Luis Adato Riverfront Park along the Grand River. Co-created by Center Park Productions and Meridian Entertainment Group, it showcases national and regional artists in contemporary and classic rock, pop, alternative, folk, country, hip-hop, and R&B music. So I believe this helped fill the void left by the defunct Michigan Festival, which I talked about back on episode number 34 Hootie and the Blowfish at Michigan Festival where <laughs> was at that show and there were 50,000 people there and they were probably equipped to handle about a third of that. So peak attendance at the Common Ground Music Festival was in 2003 at about 87,000 patrons, but on average it attracted 50 to 60,000 patrons over the course of the week. And as everyone knows, we moved away from Michigan in early 2001. But I don't remember even entertaining going to this in 2000, which is odd. But maybe it didn't line up. And again, maybe there wasn't that much hoopla about it. I just, I don't remember why I didn't attend the first year. So obviously missed the first five years, 2000 through 2004. But here are some of the lineups from those other years. So in 2000, you had stuff like Creedence Clearwater Revisited, Doobie Brothers, Joe Walsh, Loverboy, 
Starship featuring Mickey Thomas, Styx, The Beach Boys, Third Eye Blind, Vertical Horizon, and The Verve Pipe. So, you know, that type of a, a festival, but it ended up growing. There were some bigger and bigger names as the years went on. 2001, Bad Company, Billy Squire, Eddie Money, Fabulous Thunderbirds, Fuel, Grand Funk Railroad, Great White, Jethro Toll, Leonard Skinner, and Pat Benatar. 2002, Foreigner, George Thorogood and the Destroyers, Jackal, Journey, Cool and the Gang, Night Ranger, Skid Row, Tesla, the Guess Who, and Vince Neal. 2003, Three Doors Down, Boston, David Lee Roth, Hootie and the Blowfish, Joe Cocker, Johnny Lang, Meatloaf, Our Lady Peace, Seether, Shinedown, and the Allman Brothers Band. And then 2004, right before I moved back, they had Alice Cooper, Blues Traveler, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, Dave Mason, Dick Wagner, Kansas, Ario Speedwagon, Saliva, The Tubes, and ZZ Top. So as I mentioned, I had a great run going from 2005 to 2013, and we'll get into these festival bills moving forward. But in 2014, it turned into an indie music festival. So more artists overall, but they were all very, very unknown and almost probably more regionalized type of a thing. So I really trailed off from attending. However, they had a great one-day rock bill in 2016 that I ended up attending. So look forward to some great episodes with some future Common Ground bills. If I went to five of the seven nights, I'm doing an episode on each one of those five nights. I'm not covering this a week at a time. No way. So anyway, there's some uh, some great uh, bands and, and artists that I saw at this thing, and it was so convenient. Again, 10 or 15 minutes down there, and then I was back and in bed you know, shortly after 11 during the week of those shows. So it was a great, great time. So now to close this episode out with a which side are you on? So I'm going to do something a little bit different. So obviously we talked about Steve Augeri's studio albums that he did with journey he was obviously on this bill as the lead vocalist for journey but for this segment i thought let's go back to steve Jerry's past and talk about his band tall stories debut album came out in 1991 produced by frank filippetti no charting or certification information at all so who is tall stories so steve Jerry vocals guitar Kevin Tatorian, bass, Jack Moore, lead guitar, and Tom DeFaria on drums. And actually, Tom Mandel is credited with keyboards on the album, but wasn't technically a member of the band. So this is, you know, early 90s, kind of AOR-type rock music. And I heard one of the songs off of this album on the Growing Up Rock podcast I, I think it probably came from sunny i don't remember what the theme was that week because it certainly wasn't uh, a new music spotlight um, because this album came out 30 years ago but i heard a song off of there and promptly ordered it online and it is a solid solid album so side one, Wild on the Run. So this was the song that they played on that uh, episode of Growing Up Rock. Intro, city, street noises, siren, into a cool riff, verse, great melody and delivery. Pre-chorus, don't you make a sound till the lights go down. The harmonies of that part are so good. Backing vocals, Wild on the Run, great underlying riff, great hook in there. Cool breakdown, vocal delay in there, melodic solo, outro, great interjections from Steve, some ooze in there, busted, stood up, knocked down, just awesome, awesome song. Next up, Chain of Love, 
cool riff, verse, arpeggiated chords in there. Almost has a cult feel in there. Pre-chorus is good. Chorus backing vocals. Chorus number two, they go up a key. Melodic solo. Back to the chorus, no music in there for a bit. Great interjections from Steve as the song fades out. Crawling back, arpeggiated chords, sounds like Every Time You Cry by the Outfield. Mellow, verse, so good. Great delivery, power chords, it builds into the chorus, and this chorus is so good. Backing vocals, don't talk, don't say. And then Steve says anything. Don't cry, because I don't hear you crying no more. Backing vocals, don't try and tell me. And then Steve sings that everything will change because I'm not crawling back to you again. Just awesome chorus, great lyrics, and then a great post-chorus riff in there, and an outro, great interjections again. Great, great song. Sister of Mercy, heaviest riff of the first side. Verse, great groove. Steve sounds great. Pre-chorus kicks in. Chorus, Sister of Mercy. Breakdown, outro, lots going on. Very cool song. And then the side closes out with Stay With Me. Cool chugging acoustic. Underlying clean guitar. Verse, great melody and delivery. Bass comes in, pre-chorus. Chorus, they repeat Stay With Me three times, if only for a lifetime. Underlying power chords, lead guitar melody. Outro, you've got kind of a combination of If Only Forever. Again, it's mellow in there, but then there's some When I Look Into Your Eyes going back and forth. Just very, very cool song. Side two starts with Somewhere She Waits. Minor guitar chords in there. Cool guitar riff fill. Chorus is just okay. So side two just kind of starts off with a thud, unfortunately, but it ends pretty strongly. Next up, World Inside You. Great riff. Verse, call and response with the riff chorus is cool great interjections in there restless one sounds like mr big some woes and o's in there awesome chorus she's a restless one kicks in a bit very very cool song never enough tribal drum intro lead guitar almost sounds like an alarm verse cool underlying riff builds pre-chorus hypnotized you're my one possession and i was saved by the heat of your touch chorus house of lords feel to it but once is never enough no once is never enough nothing seems to satisfy great scream it's never enough whoa oh content is almost identical to once is not enough by the band von groove which came out the following year in 1992 so it's a little bit odd that the songs are so similar and we're a year apart and I'm sure they were not, uh, I'm sure Von Groove was not following what Tall Stories was doing, but I could be wrong. And then the album closes out with Close Your Eyes. Cool riff, same riff throughout the whole song, basically. Chorus, awesome. Backing vocals with that underlying riff, so good. Great groove. Breakdown, something you believe in. Outro, close your eyes. Lead, fills, and soloing. And then something you believe in, call and response, backing vocals, and great interjections from Steve. So, you know, as I'm talking about these two sides, I mean, three songs really stood out from both both sides. The other two songs, so Chain of Love and Sister of Mercy on side one, and Somewhere She Waits and World Inside You on side two. Gotta give the edge to those other songs on side one. And then, I mean, ultimately, the three songs I mentioned on side one, Wild on the Run, Crawling Back, Stay With Me, you know, I, I think those three are better than Restless One, Never Enough, and Close Your Eyes, even though they are very close. So I've got to give the edge to side one over side two of Tall Stories debut from 1991. Did anyone see Journey on their 30th anniversary tour in 2005 with Steve Augeri on lead vocals? If so, when and where and what were your thoughts, memories, or stories from that show? What are your thoughts on the two studio albums that Steve Augeri recorded with Journey? Arrival and Generations. 
And where do you stand with the first eight songs from Journey's Greatest Hits Volume 1 versus their Greatest Hits Volume 2? Which songs do you prefer? And last but not least, what are your thoughts on Steve Augieri's band before he joined Journey? Tall Stories and their self-titled album from 1991, Side 1 or Side 2? Let us know your thoughts by emailing us at slamfestpodcast at gmail.com. Request to join our private Facebook page at Slamfest Podcast. Thanks for listening. Until next time. <laughs>